Leute zweifeln an Auge, bis es sie trifft Werden verrückt oder verlieren alles Manche wollen nicht mal, dass man drüber spricht Mein Vater bat mich nur, protz nicht rum mit dem Geld, das du verdienst Auch wenn er nicht dran glaubt, weiß ja genau, das Auge ist aktiv Ich bin vorsichtig und pass auf Selbst die Menschen, die du kennst, sind manchmal missgünstig Und wünschen sich ins Geheim, dass du brennst, wenn du keinen Schlaf mehr findest Weil du grundlos aufwachst in der Nacht, frag dich, wer hat bloß auf mich Auge gemacht Die Wichser, sie machen Auge Welcome to the Defense, a podcast by Digolotion My name is Jonas Bergus and I will be your host today. Our guest today is Fatih Arslan. Fatih, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you, Jonas. So, for those of our listeners that might not be familiar with you, would you mind just introducing yourself? What do you do? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a senior software engineer at DigitalOcean and I work for the delivery team. I'm working remotely from Turkey, uh, Ankara, with my, uh, so I live with um, my family, I have a son, my wife, and... So yeah, I really like uh, being a part of DigitalOcean, mm-hmm. and so I also like have a lot of open source projects like Wimgo and many other Go projects. I also actively contribute to the Go community and the Go uh, program language itself. Mm-hmm. So would you mind sharing just a little bit about what does the delivery do, delivery team do at DigitalOcean? So yeah, uh, so we have an internal Kubernetes cluster um, inside DigitalOcean. And the delivery team is responsible actually um, for giving the internal engineers a way to deploy their applications in a productive and scalable way. So we started uh, deploying Kubernetes to all our clusters and to all our regions. And then um, the delivery team like, um, is working on maintaining that cluster and creating tools around the Kubernetes um, platform. And what we have done is that we created an abstraction layer on top of Kubernetes. So people can't access Kubernetes directly, but they have to use the abstraction layer. But this is nice because uh, they get a lot of features like out of the box. Like they get logging uh, metrics, and they get alerting systems, they get automatic TLS uh, certification mm-hmm. uh, for their applications and many other stuff. So people like it and engineers are low with it. So and um, that makes me happy. Fantastic, fantastic. So something I always like to ask people is, sir, how did they get started in technology? So what, yeah. what has been your journey coming in, working to, in technology today? So, yeah. Um, so I was living, so I was born in Germany. I was uh, living in a town uh, near to Frankfurt. And my father was working at the Frankfurt airport. Mm-hmm. So every year the Frankfurt airport IT was dumping and renewing their uh, tech. So. Every year, my father would become a get a desktop PC, and and I would he would bring them to home, and I would just mess with it and play with it around. So it started actually with a Commodore C64, but somehow my mother thought it's really old, and then he just threw it out. <laughs> so it made me very really sad. Anyway, and then uh, the era of Intel desktop PCs has started. Mm-hmm. And then I think I had the first one was the 386. That's okay. that's one of the first one. But I didn't start a program back then. So I didn't know what to do because I didn't have anyone in my family who was programming or doing or creating something. Mm-hmm. And so I was young. And what do young people do? They play games. So sure. I started playing games. And first, one of the games was Age of Empires. Yeah. And so that's how I started, actually. And then... Um, when I was like a teenager, we moved, uh, like when I was around 17, 18 years around, mm-hmm. we moved to Turkey and then I really wanted to create something. Okay. And, and that's where I 
started to research what I could do, and then um, I found an article. It's called "How to Be a Hacker." Okay, and that sounds really interesting, and I've stopped reading it. But then I discovered later that it's not about how to be a hacker. It's actually someone who wants the people to learn Linux mm-hmm. and how to install Linux. And so we didn't have any internet at home back then in Turkey. Uh, so D- uh, DLS was DSL, what that? DSL. Yeah, it was coming uh, slowly, and so everywhere. So the article was explaining about installing Debian Linux. And then using it and stuff like that, but I didn't know anything. So we had a mailing list in mm-hmm. Turkey, and I sent an email saying, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm in high school and I want to learn this Linux thing, but I don't know how to install this." And then someone from the uh, government who works at an, in a government building and at the IT said, "Hey, okay, I can burn you two CDs of Debian, whatever." And we met with him. Fun fact: I've sent him like ten years later again yeah. an email thanking for him. Anyway, that's another topic. Uh, so yeah, I started then installing Debian uh, mm-hmm. on my uh, PC. But the thing is, hey, how do I get to internet? And does it have a browser? Like, how how do I do things? Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. So I went back to an internet cafe. I printed tons of documents back to home. Started again back to internet cafe. It was like months for that until I get really great internet. And that's how I started actually. Then I started um, learn. Um, How to uh, um, compile like a kernel, Linux kernels and stuff like that. So I was a Linux guy. So because I like the way just of uh, getting help from others and people helped me to get into Linux. I said, okay, I'm gonna do the same. So we created a portal. It's called the Blue Portal uh, in Turkish, uh, Mavi Portal. Okay. Everyone could come and join, and they could say, hey, I'm living in far east of Turkey. And I want to have Suzel Linux CDs, four of them. Someone in Istanbul, hey, I want to get some Ubuntu CDs. And what we would do, we would burn them. We had like racks of empty CDs. Yeah. And because I have now an internet, I would download the ISOs, burn them, and then send them wow. for free. So that's how I started uh, helping people. And um, because like. Uh, this was really awesome. I started always playing with Linux and stuff like that, and I was started also writing little scripts to make this more easier, like with Python and stuff like yeah. that. And then I also started blogging. Okay. Back then, blogging was more popular. Nowadays, young people do vlogging. They they're all YouTube or Snapchat, <laughs> whatever. But back then, you know, at time it was all about blog and. I think Blogger, like the Google's yeah. uh, platform, was really popular. So I had a blog as well, and I was sharing my. Johnny, like, right. hey, I created this new Python script. Hey, you can uh, set your dates from your travel, not like this. So uh-huh. it was really fun, and so I then um, started to study at um, in the, at, uh, at the Turkish University at Hacettepe University uh, as an electronical an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. and then when I was like at the second year, uh, I made. An internship. I started an internship at a Turkish government um, for research and stuff like that. I don't know the English name. <laughs> it's, it's like a Turkish NASA. Yeah. NASA back then, and they had the Linux distribution, uh, totally made by a Linux uh, by Turkish developers. Oh. Uh, so they bootstrapped it, and they, it was called Pardos. So I made an internship there because uh, it was really nice, and then. My professional career actually started when I uh, ended my study. So when the university finished, mm-hmm. I started working for 
the Slimish situation. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what this was year 2010. Okay. So wow. that's why I started. Yeah. It's a uh, long journey. <laughs> yeah. And now the fun fact is that I was a package maintainer. So what is a package maintainer? So package maintainer is packaging stuff like Chrome or Vim or any other application that people would use. Like when you say up, get, install mm-hmm. something, that's the package, right? So yeah. I was uh, responsible of maintaining and creating packages for our Linux distribution. Right. So the the one thing is I also was responsible for the X graphics packages. So the X graphics packages is responsible for all the... Uh, the UI and the desktop of your Linux distribution. Right. So what that means, if I was creating, I wouldn't have any uh, desktop. All I had is was a black terminal. Right. So what I do, I have to use things that only work on a terminal. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I started using Vim. Oh. That's the only place where I could start uh, using Vim. Yeah. And then I also use uh, Mutt uh, yeah. for my email client. I use uh, IRC, IRC, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, mm-hmm. for my... Uh, RC stuff uh, back then. I mean, nobody was using Slack. Yeah. And so yeah, and then all my love was in this terminal. And because like I had only Vim, I started writing s- small plugins for Vim. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that gets into our next question then. Okay. So uh, you're perhaps most well known as Mr. Vimgo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so it'd be you kind of alluded to it already a little bit, but sort of what's the backstory of you getting into Vim and then deciding that Vimgo was the thing you're going to build. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty yeah. comprehensive set of tools. So I started Vimgo because um, I've started programming in Go in year 2012 in my previous company called Coding. So, so when I was um, trying to write Go in Vim, it was not fun. So we had some little, uh, so we had some plugins from the Go um, repository itself, but it didn't work the way I was like uh, trying to do my stuff and then I was using Sublime mm-hmm. therefore the, with the plugin Go Sublime okay like one month two months three months I was Go Sublime I was using this plugin this editor but always I wanted to go back to using Vim because that's what how I feel myself really more comfortable mm-hmm. and then I said one um, uh, so I went one morning I uh, wake up and said hey okay I'm gonna fix this thing so what I've done is I've pulled all this uh, script from the original uh, Go repository and then there were other little uh, Vim plugins out um, in, at GitHub. I also pulled them and then I've started making it better. Okay. I've created my repository. Mm-hmm. It was uh, three and a half years ago and then um, I added documentations and I added um, new modes like uh, how to build your um, Go uh, application, your Go package, how to test them. I added those little small features to it and then I I announced it. I wrote a blog post on GoFriend Academy Mm -hmm. and then people started to pick it up. So that's how I started working on Vimgo. And then it didn't end because I still working full time on Go. I always wanted to improve it. I always wanted to be better on it. And the main reason is I really don't like doing repetitive things. I just, you know, if there is something repetitive, I want to make it, I, I want to automate it. Right. I want to make it feel like, okay, just one single tap and it should be done. I think one of the reasons is because I watch a lot of science fiction series in back and the whole magic like with this voice recognition and then like just clicking one button and 
the planet blows out or whatever. So I like that, you know. And somehow, like I wanted the same the same feeling when I write a code, you know. Mm -hmm. It should be like you're like a just hitting one button and it's done. Yeah, feel like a Tony Stark. Yeah, with your editor. I like Tony. Stark. <laughs> I want to be like Tony Stark. <laughs> okay, all right. So um, I know that you recently became a father. Also, we alluded to yeah. that already a little bit. Yeah. So, um, would you mind sharing how that has changed your life, being a, being a father? So yeah, before uh, I was a father, I didn't like uh, <laughs> children. So I was not like I was not the guy that goes, oh, hey, what a nice, what a cute baby stuff. I wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so the one thing is, I've started to empathize, sympathize with uh, people with parents more. Like yeah. I now understand why people like or know babies. You know, mm -hmm. so um, I think that's really great because, like, I don't say I don't judge people more anymore. Yeah. You know, I just when, for example, baby mm -hmm. cries, I can't understand what it means. Right. So it's I think uh, being a father means it made me more calm. Like mm -hmm. uh, actually, like when you see all this thing happening because babies cries they they don't sleep and they, because they don't sleep you also don't sleep you have to take care of him actually like you will think hey this is insane i mean you will freak out but this is i mean the opposite uh, happened to me so i calmed down because of um i've seen oh okay this is a normal thing so okay it's one of the things i've learned being a father and it's great like i love all of my son so yeah. I miss him, yeah. So Yeah, I know it's hard for you because you sometimes you have to travel a long way yeah. to come to conference or, or go to Yeah, know. definitely, yeah. And so it's uh, I'm sure it's hard for you to be be away from your Yeah, son, you're right. Um, yeah. Happily we have now uh, iPhones, Android phones. Just uh, one click and I get a photo or video, which is nice. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. great. Um, so something we always like to ask our guests in this podcast is, is talk, to talk a little bit about the music that inspires them. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about this in the pre-show, but would you mind sharing what, what is your, what's the kind of music that you listen to? Maybe you're when you're working or when you're preparing for something or just trying to get hyped up to be, you know, up. deliver a fantastic uh, talk. Yeah. Uh, so actually I don't have a strong preference what to listen. So when I walk, I usually listen to music that doesn't have any uh, voice in it. So I don't want to listen to a woman. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, I listen to um, like um, like apekana, like piano, you know, mm -hmm. like peaceful. There is a um, playlist on Spotify. It's called Peaceful Piano. I listen to that. I just open it and then with headphones, it's really great. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, when I was like, when I was young and I was in Germany, uh, we were listening to a lot of like hip hop and rap music. So I still like that. Sometimes like I just open and listen to old hip hop music, like Turkish music and some old like um, old music here in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then I like that. I think one of the music, what, what is uh, Fuji's? Fuji's? Yeah, yeah Fuji. Yeah. I like that, for yeah. example. I still listen to it. And then in, in the Turkish community, we had like some underground rappers like Sagopa Kajmir and Jeza. Yeah. And I still listen to both of them. And yeah. yeah. And fun fact, if you um, open the handbook, like um, year, year book, what do they call Like when you finish school, you have to yeah. work with yeah, all. Yeah. And there was a little section where it says, hey, what do we want when you grow up? Like in 10 to 20 years. And I wrote there two things. I want to be computer uh, engineer, as a software engineer, or I want to be a DJ. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, nice. So, yeah. And it was fun because, like, I was, like, I was, like, creating mixes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, like, uh, I'm... Uh, my nickname was DJ Yozi. Yozi. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yozi because like oh man, this is fun because I was a I'm from originated from a from a, a city called Yozgat in Turkey. Okay. Uh, so that's why I'm from Yozi Caves. So this is yeah. So so next next year when they need a DJ in Gopher Khan, they should uh, reach out to DJ Yozi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I I I quit doing that stuff. It's but I still have my old music like I can't Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is I know that you have a very um, very particular taste. You have a good taste in, in things. And, and I know that you go into a lot of depth when you're researching, when you want to buy, yes. let's say, a camera or, or anything. Yeah. Um, do you, where, do you, where do you think that comes from? Why, why is that? I think, okay, uh, one, one thing is that I grew up in Germany. And in Germany, everything is, like, strict. Like mm-hmm. everything is like um, a machine, you know. Yeah. And one thing I've learned there is that I appreciated quality things, you know. There's one thing, and it's doing its job really good. You notice there was a meme called "We had one job." Yes. <laughs> so that's why, like, I wanted every single thing that I touch, that I eat, mm-hmm. that I have on my bag, that I wear, that I listen to. It should do its job very well. That's why, like, if I, for example, I'm recently into bags. I really like backpacks, and that's why, like, I, when I research something, I want this one single backpack that mm-hmm. I can use for everything, right. like for years and years. Maybe I can give it to my son, Alper. I mean, I don't know. That's why, like, I'm researching for the one thing, uh, simple one, the one thing. But sometimes it gets a lot. I mean, uh, too exhausting, you know, <laughs> too tired. I just say, oh man, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. So because I do it a lot, so I spend hours, days just for backpack. Yeah. And for like for backpack, I researched, I think, two months. Mm-hmm. And every single night, I was showing the photos of backpacks to my wife. <laughs> and then like, every single night, and then she, one night she came and said, Fatih, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what... <laughs> <laughs> but you should talk now. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I've just, and then I really realized that, okay, I should really stop researching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, fantastic. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, cut it short? Uh, I just want to thank you for the podcast and behind the scenes, uh, Holly and the other crews as well at DigitalOcean. I really appreciate it, the stuff you're doing here. And I just, I just want to thank you. So, yeah, okay. nothing wrong. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Fatih. It's, it's great to learn a little bit about your background and, and share that with, with our listeners. I, yeah. I'm sure they will appreciate that. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Likewise. Anachronic, be chronic, rap the tech, I am the mirror, boss, another one, another bush, I can't say, oh my, I'm beside coffee, yeah, aka, Sakaba K, Mayday, Mayday, hey, Bridge up the B, Bridge again, Tutulama Zerel, Bugur Dabon Yoko Digit, and Gusin the Yapalan, Sinsin Siak, the Shambodam Northern Kodum Shaitan. Werden verrückt oder verlieren alles Manche wollen nicht mal, dass man drüber spricht Mein Vater bat mich, du brauchst nicht rum mit dem Geld, das du verdienst Auch wenn er nicht dran glaubt, weiß ja genau, das Auge ist aktiv Ich bin vorsichtig und pass auf Selbst die Menschen, die du kennst, sind manchmal missgünstig Und wünschen sich ins Geheim, dass du brennst, wenn du keinen Schlaf mehr findest Weil du grundlos aufwachst in der Nacht, frag dich, wer hat bloß auf mich Auge gemacht Die Wichser, sie machen Auge auf mein Haus, Auge auf meine Frau